Welcome to the Absite Smackdown Podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, interesting Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hi, hello. I'm Jessica, the content editor for Daily Absite Facts. Please follow us on Facebook and Insta. And I'm here with the creator of the Absite Test Study Guide, Absite Smackdown the only review book with accompanying video lectures. Please welcome Dr. David Kashmir. Hi Jessica, thanks for having me on the program today. Uh, You're welcome, thanks for uh, taking time out to get with us, I know things are a little crazy right now. And um, I really, really want to get into why and how you created this book. But before we do that, I wanna talk about the current events and the news. The Absite Smackdown Podcast. Visit the SmackDown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. I know what's going on in the world and what we're seeing on the news can be a little bit scary. And there's a lot of uncertainty. We're getting conflicting reports. Everyone has a different opinion. It feels like the world is almost at a standstill. Um, I'm lucky enough that I don't know anyone personally that has gotten sick, but the social distancing has really affected all of us, I believe. Um, For example, my daughter's school has been closed for the rest of this year, and they have even canceled the SATs. The Absite Smackdown Podcast, bringing you the best for your Absite review. So what are your thoughts, or what is your opinion on this virus and this pandemic and how it's affecting us? Jessica, whether we, I think, look at this from a healthcare point of view or a non-healthcare point of view, one thing we can't do is uh, deny that uh, this has really changed our lives lately. Uh, You know, the economic uh, implications and what we've seen in the economy alone are serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's healthcare stuff aside. On a healthcare note, you know, there's a real worry uh, that uh, hospitals won't be able to deal with a surge of potential patients. So again, whether we look at this from a healthcare perspective and how it affects uh, human lives, uh, whether it's the elderly or immunosuppressed patients, or whether we think of how it affects us uh, economically, you know, there's really just no denying uh, this has been a tough time lately and very serious. I've noticed that they've had to put in a lot of new medical protocols for safety, not just for the patients, but also for the caregivers. It's trickling down and affecting everything um, from the doctors, nurses, even to the students and how they're going to finish up their residency program. Well, it sure has. Uh, In fact, uh, as we were discussing earlier before we started recording, uh, the American Board of Surgeries released some guidelines, and I think you were running through them with me, uh, that uh, really are profound in that they change requirements Mm -hmm. for what residents will need to consider their year successful. So, you know, I was really amazed when we were going uh, through those earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. For me as a program director, it really represents a significant change. This year has already been an interesting one and it's gonna keep on being interesting. All right, well, for those of you who are listening and didn't get to read the article, if you wanna look on the American Board of Surgery, it's the article, it was published on March 26, 2020, and it's the modifications for training requirements. And this is going to apply to our residents as they're going through. So um, they issued the statement 
The ABS and all our specialty boards recognize that these are extraordinary times. Our health system, surgeons, patients, and the public are under a kind of strain we have never experienced. We also know that this impacts the ability of trainees to meet our traditional requirements. In recognition of this fact, the ABS is making the following global recommendations and changes across specialties. Number one, they're saying non-voluntary offsite time that is used for clinical or educational purposes can be counted as clinical time. So what does that mean? So that means for those times that the residents are offsite, uh, we can kind of count times when they're doing things that wouldn't traditionally be countable as clinical time. We can now count that. Uh, That represents a significant change for us. Usually we're really strict with what we consider uh, clinical time and clinical education. This really uh, frees that up, and rightfully so. Just a really great choice by them to do that. They also said that they will accept 44 weeks of clinical time, including the non-voluntary time, for the 2019-2020 academic year. That's a big change also. Usually it's about 48 weeks or so uh, that are required uh, for a year, and this cuts that back to recognize uh, the flexible. This makes that um, requirement somewhat more flexible in light of how things have been this year. And of course, there's a possibility that could change. If the things persist for a long period of time, et cetera, this shows a willingness of the board to make reasonable accommodations. Uh, so that's uh, hopefully that will be all the down regulation that's needed on that, but you never know. And it's really good to see that uh, there's a sensitivity to what interesting times these are. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that you'll definitely be able to understand this one because being a program director yourself, it says that the program directors are entrusted, as they usually are, to make a decision about the readiness of the resident for the independent. Yeah, for independent practice, really the goal of what we do in our general surgery residency is to train colleagues. Uh, People are going to finish and they're going to become surgeons who could operate on us or our families. And uh, to that end, the program director has to sign off and attest at the end of their residency that these guys and girls are ready to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, this keeps uh, the um, onus on us appropriately to make sure uh, that the staff we train are ready to go and uh, for us to uh, sign off uh, when and if they are. So again, very reasonable. And it just says, once again, the program directors are going to determine when these guys and girls are ready to go and they need to sign off. Mm -hmm. uh, And we'll keep doing that. So uh, just... uh, you know, all these recommendations in total really make a lot of sense. And I shouldn't even say recommendations. I should say this is the way it is now. It's the American mm-hmm. Board of Surgery telling us. Um, it, it really shows that they are willing to make changes at an appropriate time to an, appro- to an appropriate degree in a difficult situation. The Absite Smackdown podcast is based on the best-selling review book, Absite Smackdown. The only Absite review with an entire video review course included. Visit AbsiteSmackdown.com and pick it up today. I mean, I think that we're all just grateful that we can come together and get this done right now. I do think that this situation means that you have to be accountable, that all the students, they have to study on their own time, do what's right, um, you know, just take the time to be prepared and, you know, coming back to that now that they're working from home, doing this, these things offsite, you know, it's going to be even more important on how they're focusing their time and what they're using for that. So that kind of leads us back around to you and why I have you here. So um, 
Can we get into a little bit about your book and why you wrote it and what actually gave you the idea to do this? Sure, happy to do it. Um, first, I'll just pick up on what you said. Uh, the staff, the resident staff, they're still often coming to the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, there are changes, of course, to their schedule and times where they may not be. For example, if they you know, catch this particular virus, mm -hmm. they may not be in for a while. So there's just an increased chance that they won't have the same amount of clinical time. We really try to train them as future colleagues. Uh, we try to train them as adult learners who are going to be prepared, like you say. You know, the reason uh, years ago I wanted to do a work like this is I didn't see much like it. The review books for the absite that are out there are already really good. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're really good. They have really a lot of overlap in the content that they put out. There are only so many factoids, and most of the review books out there have really the facts that you need. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't see was one that had uh, some course or some way to get those facts across for people who weren't just visual or reading learners, the ones mm -hmm. who are either auditory learners uh, or sometimes ones who didn't even have as much time to sit and read a book because their commute was long and through a city mm -hmm. or uh, they were on call just so much uh, or something similar. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be great to take a lot of those standard absite facts and to uh, put them together in a way that was easily accessible from any device, anytime, anywhere, any of the commonly used devices. Mm -hmm. And I thought that um, as a program director who was starting residency, this would be really useful because it would give our residents a complete course, a complete preparatory course uh, to get ready for their American Board of Surgery in training exam, that app site. That's a lot of why I did it, uh, to make sure that the staff I was going to have definitely had the educational core, the, the core of education they would need. But there are other things. Um, when I looked around at other options like uh, AppSite courses, they were sometimes a thousand dollars, and wow. you have to fly there, and really nobody has time for that, or at least very few. Not in your residency. Not often, and also the expense is pretty significant. Mm -hmm. So it's just not something I saw out there. It's something I thought that uh, you know I'd be able to accomplish, and uh, it's just been really fulfilling to see it grow to the level that it has. The Absite Smackdown Podcast. Visit the Smackdown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. Well, with you saying that, you know, it's on most devices, I feel like you're really catering to the way that students learn now. Um, we do have a lot of auditory listeners just with the time constraints that everyone has. I mean, how many phone calls do you take in your car on your Bluetooth? How many times are you listening to book on tape? So this really can help maximize your time to get the most out of the program rather than just picking up a book. Well, I, I agree with you. Now, of course, I, I can't encourage anybody to watch the videos in their car, but <laughs> you, you can listen to it, yeah. and uh, it sounds pretty good through the Bluetooth on the car um, because, gosh knows, before I sent it over to the publisher, I listened to it a bunch. Mm -hmm. And I, my compliments to the team, uh, to you and everybody else, for getting it set up on a platform that let it do just that. Because although the vision was to get it out on every platform. Really, that's a tech accomplishment. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys did nice work with that to get it out on all of the standard um, platforms. That's That was really good to see. Well, earlier you mentioned that you had this idea years ago and then, you know, with when you've released the book. So does that mean you've been working on this for years? 
In the back of my head, yes. Uh, you know, I always had uh, notes um, for everything. They kind of got digitized progressively with things like Evernote. Mm -hmm. And uh, some colleagues gave me their notes uh, with the understanding that I may use them one day, you know, for some project like this. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to write a review book because once upon a time, the authors of one of the other review books was um, a upper year resident when I was visiting a program doing an away rotation when I was a resident. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, boy, you know, there's no good book for this test and there should be. Well, sure enough, he put one out. It was great. Then, years later, when I was rounding as a fellow in the ICU, I said to one of the attendees, you know, I've really always wanted to do one of these review books. And I think you could do this and you could change it like this. Well, sure enough, that guy put a review book out too. So I've had these <laughs> brushes with each of the authors of the really popular review books. Yeah. And uh, I, I knew I wanted to do something like that for years. Mm -hmm. um, but I, what I wanted to do differently is get it out there in a different way, in a different format, book that can easily fit in your pocket, something that's super convenient and lets you work it into your everyday routine. Because I think that would be so much more valuable. So that's really what we tried to do with this. Yeah, we, we have to admit that if it's not convenient, we don't do it. Like, that's just who we are nowadays. So. A lot less often. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> so by doing this, putting all the work into it, like, what was your main goal? What did you want to accomplish with this book? It's education. Mm -hmm. uh, it's setting something up that I wish I had when I was resident staff. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have loved something like this. I mean, we didn't have all the devices that would have made it as easy. But I really would have just loved something as accessible like this with the lectures right there that I can go back to. They follow the book. The book's right in my pocket. I have a full course in what is going to be on the app site in my pocket. Right. That would have been so valuable. So that's exactly uh, what I wanted to do with this uh, for the residents everywhere and more especially for the ones who are coming to our program. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just really fortunate that the uh, publisher picked it up and said, yeah, we, we'd love to do this. Let's get it done. Right. Well, because I mean your job is training those residents and if they come in prepared because they've done this work, it makes your job so much easier. That's for sure. All right. So what do you think is going to be your next step with this? I'd love to see it grow. I really hope that the publishers, um, you know, bring us uh, more versions or let us make more versions. I'd like to tune up the version that we have. Uh, there's some editing things I think that uh, could have been done better. So I'd pass that along. Uh, so I'd like to see it uh, cleaned up um, a new version come out, and I hope that the publisher will uh, let me start to build a community of learners kind of around this work, like a, a project website SmackDown where people can share uh, their, you know, issues with a test uh, and share their thoughts on it and just get better together. Because when you're trying to learn to do something, it's really hard when you're uh, trying to coach yourself through things. So mm -hmm. a community of, of people helping each other, mentoring each other uh, as sort of this project absite smackdown, that would just be really fulfilling to help everybody do better on this test together. Because really the whole point is uh, to just learn more together. Mm -hmm. Takes the village. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview with me today. I'm just so excited with the feedback that I've received about how much help AppSite Smackdown has provided to this next generation of surgeons. I'm very much looking forward to this next step and version. And I mean, I'm just excited. So thanks for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. All right. All right, everybody. Have a good night and hashtag AppSite Smackdown.
Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at absitesmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.